This is the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast with addiction recovery specialist, Dr. Greg Lakin. Real people, real stories, real addiction, and real recovery journeys. The Road to Recovery starts now. Oh, thank you, Bill. Hey, this is back to the Lakin Chronicles, and I have a follow-up guest. This is a follow-up visit, Heather and Ricky. Heather and Ricky, as uh, people may know or may have watched already, but they were um, both coming in to be treated for their addictions. Um, their addictions, they kind of told you a little bit about their story earlier. Like for Heather, a lot of it was it's methamphetamines and opioids, but what is your drug of choice and what does a typical day look like? Methamphetamines, it just varies. Um, like I said, we're kind of down to once a day, maybe sometimes twice a day, it just, just depends, and then sometimes it's none for a day or two or three. Um, and that involves smoking. Yeah, I'm yeah, an IV, 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 IV drugs. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Your drug of choice is methamphetamines, but also opioids, mm-hmm. meaning heroin if you can get it, or yeah, I try to stay away from that now. Okay. Had no, that's had a. That's, um, that experience was OD'd on that. That's when I came in to see you right. the first time. So uh, yeah. that was back in 2010, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. But you've been battling addiction in one degree or another, and it kind of waxes and wanes, but yeah. it's been going on for. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really, I mean, the trigger, interstitial cystitis, perhaps? I don't know. It's. Um, but, Emotional. I'm an emotional user. Yeah. Um, my IC sometimes too, like it, it's really flaring up really bad. So mm-hmm. it's, um, there's no cure for that. And I have the worst, I guess, case of it. They said I have no lining in my bladder and I have bleeding ulcers all over the inside of my bladder. So yeah, I have to live with chronic pain too. So. And Ricky, it's been probably three weeks. Yep. And yeah. uh, how are things going? Uh, they could definitely be better. Um, I'm still struggling, just like her, to, to try to get off meth. And um, I don't know. It, it's I. It's it's. I think it's what they're putting in it nowadays. It makes it a lot harder to get off of the DTs. Uh, coming off of it, the withdrawals are mm-hmm. are pretty tough. I, um. That I, I mean, through and through, I'm an opiate user because I know when I don't have my opiates or, you know, or something to to fulfill that need, and it, it like the the methamphetamines take a back seat, and I completely forget about those because, <laughs> you know, getting opiates comes, you know, my first, you know, mission. I mean, I'd rather get opiates than eat, you know. It's <laughs> to the point where I can't eat if I don't get opiates. <laughs> it's, it's, I just... And this kind of serves as a distinction. I mean, for you, yeah. opioids are your first-line drug of choice. Yeah. Often for, because you're so sick if you don't get it. Yeah. And for Heather, if she's dealing with her emotional stuff, she'd prefer yeah. methamphetamines and all that dopamine. And, you know, yeah. I get it. So in the last three weeks, not much progress, really. Um, is that fair to say? I mean, a couple steps 
like a step forward and three steps back, and then a couple steps forward and you know three steps back. <laughs> I would so say, like. yeah, yeah. I think I think we're definitely to the end end of the road to where it's. When you have two people coming down off of methamphetamines that are, you know, um, you get agitated, you get angry, you get, you know, you want to climb the walls, you want to jump out of your skin. Every little small thing sets you off that, you know, normally wouldn't set you off. So when you have two people, you know, that are doing that, like, it's just, it's not good. Right. It's not We talked about that before. I mean, Ricky's expressed his, his love for you and he wants the best and vice versa but is this relationship is it healthy or is it detrimental right now it's not healthy it was healthy for the first four and a half years but the last year it has not been healthy we're both very well aware of that Mm -hmm. but you know we for me the reason why i stay is because i know what our relationship can be you know it's the healthiest relationship i've had you know my whole adult life. I know what the common denominator is, whether he agrees with me or not. You know, the problems, you know, started when we relapsed. So I just feel like if we can get back to being healthy again, hopefully we can get our relationship healthy again. So. Well, and I've seen both. I've seen a relationship where they keep each other strong and I've seen relationships where the first one to give in and then they both give in. You know, yeah. so um, I've been with him through two, re- three. This is his third relapse. The first mm-hmm. two times he relapsed, I didn't relapse with him. Mm-hmm. I relapsed this last time, but I had, um, like I said, you know, I my job problems at my job, but my daughter um, that I just got back into my life that I hadn't had in my life for nine years. Um, I probably should have handled things differently. Um, you know, my family told me to be careful, you know, not to let her, you know, use me, walk all over me, but she's my daughter, you know, and she, she's me through and through. And so I see, I know what she's going through. I know what she's feeling. I know what she's experiencing. I've already written this chapter of her life. Her dad was very strict on her. Well, when she turned 18, you know, she got to see me. There's nothing he could do or say about it, but she got all this freedom too. Right. And she didn't know how to handle the freedom. She had a boyfriend who, which is now her fiance, you know, who's a year older than her, who went away to college. Well, of course, you know, she wanted to be with him. So she wasn't going to school. And I was afraid that, you know, she wasn't going to graduate. It was her senior year. And then one night it just blew up and, I blew up on her and it was, it was all bad. So that set you back again. Yeah. yeah. Or the emotion that, that interval set you back. Yep. Well, what are we going to have to do to pull this off? I mean, we didn't make much progress. We've been through this time and time again. I mean, with addictions, both of you individually and, and together. So what are we going to do? Yeah, um, I know what I'm capable of and I know yeah. that I can do it. I just, it's just that step you know I just need I don't want a hand out I need I don't ask anybody for anything I it's my pride I guess you know I'd rather do everything myself and I know that sometimes I need to ask for help I just don't know I don't know how both of you have have had good jobs and both of you yeah 
for one reason or another, self-destructed, really, I think that's fair to say, due to addiction or due to things that, you know, lost your license, so you can get your job easily, rode a moped, I don't know how long, every day, um, but worked hard, worked hard, but, so for Ricky, let's, let's, I mean, so, I mean, if, you're going to have to be the strong one here, and you're, you're going to have to make a decision, no matter what Heather's feeling, you're going to have to make a decision whether you're going to help her or hinder her efforts, you know, and I know last time you talked about how there were times where you actually, she was so sick and so needed a fix so bad you brought it to her and even injected her rather than let somebody else do it or her fumble around out of caring. At least well, that was the thought process at the time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's addict reasoning, but, but, um, it makes sense in our head. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But really what I think, I mean, you can only be responsible for you and you can only be responsible for you. How about if you, and if, I mean, today I think is the day of reckoning. I think it has to be. And I don't know how many more chances you guys are going to get at this. I don't know if you can hit more of a rock bottom. You're carrying around giant backpacks full of all your belongings that you care about. For my entire life. Is... Yeah, is in a backpack. You don't know where you're going to stay. Is that fair to say? Yeah. You don't know where you're going to stay. And you don't, you carry, I mean, you've got... We're tired. Yeah, yeah, you, you said that. I've been tired. <laughs> and so... Sometimes you have to hit rock, rock bottom before you're ready for a significant change. So, if you really love Heather, like you say you do, and I and I think you do, I've thought about it, like just letting her go. Well, I'm not even talking about that. Or or, or make make a yeah. promise, make a vow, make a promise and a vow that you will never bring drugs to her, never shoot her up, be her rock, her support like you have been in the past, make a promise to her now that you will not use drugs anymore and you will not help her use drugs anymore and that you will be there for her as long as she's clean as well or as long as she's trying. Because I think you can pull this off. You're not going to get mad at me. <laughs> I hope I get mad, but I get over it. You know, I don't, don't ever stay mad at you. You're just gonna have to let me get mad. Mm. See, she's making a she's making a promise now too. Because that uh, she won't hold it against you. Eventually, what's gonna happen? No, because <laughs> what's gonna later on? I'm gonna thank you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, eventually, yeah. So what if I get mad? I can get glad in the same thing I got mad in. Okay. Yeah. So she's giving you permission to say no every time. Okay. Yes, let me get mad. It's okay. It's okay for me to be mad. It's okay for me to be mad at you. Mm -hmm. It's for a good reason. If it's saving my life, if it's helping me have a better future, I'm not, you know, like I said, later on, I'll be grateful. I don't ever stay mad at you, ever. Yeah. Can you do this, Ricky? Yeah, I can do that. I was just... 
I know in the past you haven't. I've always been a kind of a people pleaser, and it's yeah. it's something that it's a character defect I, I need to work on. Obviously, yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was, but I mean, it's, well, I, I know it's the easy way out to accommodate her desires at that time. Yeah, when she's having cravings or withdrawals, the easy way out is well, to, to to give in. And I, another thing is, I was I was scared if I didn't do it, she was going to go to somebody else, you know, right. and that was always a big fear. That was always a huge fear. Yeah. Um, and yet, the alternative is she stays with you and you both uh, go down together. <laughs> we, you both yeah, go down, we go together. down yeah. drain, you know. yeah. Well, I'm definitely ready. I, I've been ready and I can do that. Uh, just uh, and, and we'll help you with tools, the counseling, the, the buprenorphine, you know, um, but in the end, it's going to be sheer willpower and determination that pull this off. And yeah, yeah. At times too, I think like when I'm ready, like he's he's not quite there, and then when he's ready, I'm not. You know, I'm not there, or like we'll both be ready, but then one of us will start craving. You know, going through withdrawals, and I think it's when like you know the fighting starts, and we're both just like at each other's throats. You know, and it's just like the easy thing is just to, you know, get your fix yeah, and, and then be happy and again. Worry for about a tomorrow little bit. Yeah. when tomorrow comes, yeah. if it comes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely make that promise. Well, then say, tell that, look her in the eyes and say, you promise this day forward. This day forward, I promise to not give you any drugs or bring any drugs or put any drugs in you. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. And if I get mad, just let me get mad. Ignore me. Alright. Let me be mad at myself. I'm gonna remind you of this video. Yeah, <laughs> no, but we got it on tape. And you Walk gave them permission. Walk away from me. Yeah. Let me scream and yell at myself. That's not easy for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I will if I need to. I give you permission to walk away from me. Okay. And if he loves you and he can't pull, if you can't keep this promise, you got permission to walk away, but you don't run off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't run off anymore. Okay. So if Ricky's done his part, you won't run off. No. All right. So Ricky, I'll let you go up. You can go upstairs to the lobby. Okay. All right. And and you you've made your promise. You intend to keep it. You will not enable her. You will not bring her shit. You will not shoot her up. You will not give in. You will not give in. And so. We're going to have our talk now. If you're still in the lobby, when Heather gets up there, then we know that when you literally walk out the door of this clinic, when you walk out the door, that your future has changed because you're no longer going to be on stuff and you're no longer going to help her. If you're not there, if you're not in the lobby when Heather comes up, we'll know that you've decided that you can't keep your promise and that you're letting her go um, and basically you're giving up. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it, but that's that's the truth, okay. isn't it? That's fair. I mean, if you're serious, you're serious. Yeah, just touch your toe in the water. Okay. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Heather will be up in a little bit. All right. So Heather, you and I were just talking a little while ago, and so I forewarned you a little bit. Yeah. You worry a lot about the past. I do. You, you um, have a lot of anger and resentment for jobs lost, 
um, kids being taken away. Um, maybe you take drugs to forget or to... I just don't want to feel. To still, yeah. Numb myself. I know. But you also know all we have is the present and the future, and you know that. And there's nothing you have done to your body or to relationships that can't be changed. You've lost your kids, whether it was legitimate or not. I know. That. You you can't you can't have them come back into your life how you are now. You know, I was so something that stuck with me, like even the first time I went to treatment, you know, I went to the Valley Hope and um, I think it was my chaplain who, uh, he's like, when your daughter turns 18, you know, what kind of mom do you want her to come back to? You know, a clean, sober, and healthy mom. Right. Or a mom still struggling with drugs. And obviously, you know, I want her to come to a happy, healthy, and she did. Um, you know, I was doing really, really good. I mean, I started having issues, you know, with my job, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. But, you know, I was happy that I had my daughter back, you know. She got a hold of me a week. Right. One week after she turned 18. Yeah. I mean, I expected it, but I just didn't expect it that soon. And I didn't expect, you know, I mean, everything just happened so fast. You know, she moved in with us and, you know, um, it just... You weren't in a good place and you weren't ready for it, though. No, financially, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, mentally, you know, yes, I was. I was clean and sober. I was doing good. You know, I am. Um, Aiden comes down and spends time with me. You know, I get her for a couple weeks in the summer, you know, her spring break, Christmas. Um, I go see my son. You know, my son talks to me. So, no, I was doing really, really good yeah. when Ashy came back into my life. I just wasn't financially prepared right. for it you know and I it's mean, part of that were, i mean you were and i was already working two jobs yeah. working seven days a week um you know and then when that summer ended because i was working 85 hours a week that summer 65 uh before summer started and then i jumped up to 85 hours and then with you know her coming to live with me anyway but i told walmart you know i can't work Three days a week. Right. I said, like, I have to have at well, you least know this one is day well, off. We're, we're so. dwelling on the past again. Yeah. We're dwelling on the yeah. past. And I know that's where you want to go. And I no, know I don't. I want to yeah. go forward. I it's, just don't uh, It's almost like an excuse. It's no, almost like an excuse how. to be, well, the way, I mean, you don't think about the past. There's nothing you can change. Right. From the past. All you can do is learn from it. Okay. So you have to go forward. And you have to live in the present and the immediate next decision, just barely in the future. But the question is, what what decision are you going to make today? What decision are you going to make now? Because only one of two things is going to be is going to happen with you. I mean, your kids are either going to look at this film as adults, and their mother. They'll be a mom, and they'll be saying, "Hey, this is Heather. She's your grandma. She tried really hard. Very pretty lady." Very, very high functioning. She's dead now because drugs killed her. For whatever reason, drugs killed her, and you are not going in the right direction. You know that. I know. You're not going in the right direction. And you, um, the methamphetamines are eating at your body. You already know that. You already know, you know, you used to be a lifeguard and, and, and the model of health. And, or, what I would like to see, and I'm sure you would like to see, 
is maybe this film, maybe you're a grandmother with your grandchildren saying, yes, look how far I've come. I was a complete slave to drugs. I had emotional issues that I just couldn't bear. And I took drugs in part because to numb it, to numb it. But you can be the model, the role model and the example as a grandmother that you feel that you missed out on as a mother. Is that fair to say? Because your kids are getting older now. Yeah. They're getting older. So, so, but you can break the cycle. And I know you were worried about that, you know, that, that this addiction could be passed on to the next generation and the next. But actually you, going forward, can break the cycle. You can show them this film and explain to them what you went through and how you overcame it. And how today, today, you've made this decision that you're going to fight like hell for them, yeah. not for you, but for them, you're going to fight like hell so that you can be the grandmother that broke the cycle, the grandmother that's there for them. Because I know you have a past that's not rosy with your parents and... Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah. So what's your promise? My promise? To yourself and, and, and future generations. What's your promise? And if you can't do it, then don't. And I have to start you know? facing my problems and stop numbing myself. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm very well aware that when I use, you know, yeah, it numbs it for a little bit, but then when, you know, you come down off of it, like it's times a thousand, you know what I mean? You still have the same problems, you still have to face them, but the depression and the, you know, it just magnifies it and makes it worse. So, I mean, really, I know the damage, you know, that I'm doing to myself, but I'm an addict. So, you know, I just want what I want when I want it. And, you know, even if it's, you know, an escape or whatever, you know, for an hour or two, you know, I'll take that. It's better than, you know, feeling happy or, and it's not even feeling happy, just not feeling for an hour or two versus, you know, feeling that way, you know, 24 seven. I know I probably need to get back in to counseling and therapy. Um, and the fact that you know you're an addict, what does that, what does that mean to you? Because it seems like some people just use it as an excuse. Like, okay, so it's a disease. But the only person that has any control over that is myself. It's, the it's your journey. Easy. It's your journey, but it's also. I don't want my kids to follow in my footsteps. I don't want my. I don't want this for my kids. I don't want. Um, you know, I know what I come from. I know what's in our genes. I know, you know, and I do want to be, you know, to break that cycle. You know, when my biological mom found out that, you know, I was using, like, it crushed her. Because I was the one child of hers, you know, that did break the cycle. You know, I did beat it. I did, you know, I was the first one in my family to graduate high school, you know, let alone go to college. And uh, she was so proud of me. Yeah. And it was just so, you know, she understood, you know. I mean, she got us taken away, so, you know, she wasn't going to lecture me or, you know, yeah, she was disappointed in me, but at the same time, you know, she understood that I don't... She hoped you were going to break the cycle. Yeah. She hoped. And maybe you will yet. Maybe you still can. I mean, 
you know, you can be there for your children still, and you can be there for their children still. My daughter, I get to see Aiden, and I've gotten to see Aiden ever since my kids got taken. That's the one thing that's always got me through everything. She's my rock. And she has never been mad at me. She's never, you know, talked back to me, had an attitude towards me or anything. 16 years, okay? What mom or child can say that they've gone 16 years without their kid being mad at them? And when she came down to see me, um, I think her and her dad came down in November, maybe? October, November, whatever it was. But, like, it crushed me. Like, she was so mad at me and you know I could see the hurt in her face and it just it crushed me it still crushes me it still affects me you know it hurts because she's never treated me that way never talked to me that way she's never been disappointed in me you know she's always been proud of me she's always looked up to me and it just seeing you know the look in her eyes and the look in her face and she wouldn't talk to me, and it just, it hurt, and it still, it hurts a whole lot. And well, I, I don't think you understand, I mean, I had probably hadn't seen you for 10 or 15 years, probably, and then I hardly recognized you, honestly, and and the meth has eaten you up, I know. And, and it's just eating you up. There's not going to be, honestly, and with all the fentanyl out there, lace and all the other things, your chances of being around for the next 10 years are pretty slim. Go on the current course. Go on the current course. But, I mean, all you got is the future. That's all you've got. And all you've got is right now to make a decision. And all you do is make one short decision after another, after another, and keep stepping forward. But when you go out of the lobby today, when you go up there, Ricky's either going to be there or he's not. And if he's still there, he's committed. And I really believe that, that he will commit as long as you do not make it so miserable for him. I mean, you, and, and, and I appreciate the fact that you give him permission to, to, to not give in. I appreciate the fact. But then the other part is, sometimes I think your self-esteem is low because you dwell on the past and you think you've gotten bad breaks and, or no breaks or whatever. Maybe that's true. I don't know. But I mean, going forward. You know, I may dwell in the past, you know, because my life has sucked. I've yeah. had a shit-ass life. I've had a traumatic life. But at the same time, though, it's made me who I am. And it's, I, I have had to depend on myself since I was born. You know, that's why I said I have a hard time asking for help. I don't like asking people for help. I'd rather, you know, suffer and suffer in silence than, you know, ask anybody for help. I always think that, you know, I can do this on my own and I know that I can't and I know what I want to do and where I want to be and this is not the life that I want to live and this is not where, you know, I pictured myself and I'm very well aware, you know, that I need to stop and I'm very well aware that my addiction can kill me, but... You're going to have to make some, some dramatic decisions and it's it may involve finding a you new know, place. I have dreams. To, yeah, oh, and, and, and you should. You... I mean, the, the Heather I know is so are, sharp and so ambitious and such a hard worker. But you know, I want to go back to school. I yeah. want to, you know, I don't like depending on anybody. I don't like, you know, I had my own money. I had, my yeah. bills were paid and I just, I don't like this. I don't like this feeling. I don't like having to depend on his mm -hmm. um, check, whatever it is that he gets. 
I just, I don't, I don't. I'm very, I don't know, independent and I'm going stir crazy, not working. And, you know, I want to be an EMT or a paramedic or, I don't know, a crime scene investigator. I mean, there's so much shit that I want to, that I want to do when I grow up, that, you know, and I know. And this, for the first step is, the very first step has to get off drugs. Yeah. You, can, there's, you can't be a functioning drug addict. You cannot be. Nobody ever is. There's no such thing as a functioning heroin addict or a functioning methamphetamine addict. And, you know, there, there is. It, there, it only goes one way. It only ends one way. So, um, but like I said, there's nothing you, you've done that you can't undo and you can't um, repair. So you're lucky in that respect. And uh, you're going to just have to make a decision today. Make it. And when you go out that door today, you're either going to choose death because that's where you're headed death or you're going to choose, choose a new beginning, a new beginning. And like I said, maybe you'll be the one that breaks the cycle. Maybe you're the one that saved the grandchildren. Maybe you will. I hope that's true. And we can look about, we, and, you know, we'll check up with the, in a month with you guys, either individually or together and, and see if it's working and if you're going in the right direction. But I don't know how many more chances you get at this. All right. Thank you for coming in. It takes a lot of courage just to come in and yep. it does. And, and not only for yourself, but I mean, people that watch this, I mean, they're going to realize that it's real life. Yeah. And it's not always easy and you have to make tough decisions, yep. but you can do it. And either you're going to show them they can do it or you're going to show them they can. But I think I know you well enough that I know you, got, you can pull this off. All right. Thank you, Heather. I think she's got this. Dr. Lakin is a board-certified family medicine doctor with an emphasis in addiction medicine and over 25 years of experience. For addiction recovery services in the Wichita area, please visit www.centerforchangeks.com or visit samhsa.gov for a national directory of resources and recovery centers in your area. You can also find these links in the podcast description. Thank you for listening to the Lake and Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast. And remember, you've got this.